from recruiting and consulting firm RiderFlex. I'm your host, Steve Urban, and here is your RiderFlex podcast episode of the day. Stephanie Baldwin on the RiderFlex podcast. How you doing, Stephanie? Good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing fine. You know, for the listeners that have listened for a while, they know that I'm in Northern Colorado. I don't know if they have any idea where Johnstown, Colorado is, but just south of Loveland, kind of southeast of Loveland. I'm doing my homework on Crummies, Meatless Crumble, doing my homework on Stephanie, I'm studying the website. I'm looking around. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that a Millican, Colorado address? I'm like, holy, holy shit. She's like two minutes from me. We're neighbors. How about that? Yeah, for everybody that doesn't know, Millican and Johnstown, uh, two two little former far, farm towns that are now kind of bedroom communities, I guess, but uh, uh, just north of Denver. Uh, anyway, good to see you. Thanks for being yes, on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to get into this crummy's meatless crumble. I now, just a heads up, I'm a meat eater, but that's okay. I'm still okay. fascinated on the. All good. All good. <laughs> uh, before we get into the company. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us some family background, where you grew up, some personal history, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I was, I've lived in Colorado most of my life, but I was actually born in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm. Um, I was lucky enough to have my parents, you know, start a family there and, and spend a little bit of my childhood in Anchorage. And then oh. we moved to Colorado, like 95. And I don't, I don't see myself going anywhere else. Love this state. Um, I've got family in the Western Slope kind of by Grand Junction, Longmont area, um, went to Lions High School um, near ah. Longmont, another small, <laughs> little used to be small, sleepy little town. Um, that's definitely growing as well as Johnstown. Lions <laughs> High School. How many, how many people in your graduating class? Uh, 52. What? 52. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very so, good. Yeah. Going, going from a class of 52 to college was a little bit of a, a shock, which everyone told me it would be, you know, going into 200 plus auditoriums for learning um but i made it through with a communications degree actually ended up graduating from unc over in greeley um, nice. with a communications degree and you know my my family background is super outdoorsy i was lucky enough to you know go camping and hiking a lot of my childhood and kind of being in colorado you know you probably hear that those things a lot but it's yeah. just a really really super place um yeah it really is uh, isn't it yes hobbies um besides you know working on this this business which takes up a lot of time i also craft like i'm always trying to be creative in ways i make greeting cards and christmas gifts and you know just try and diy if i can um yeah. So you had a little, you had a little creativity and and you were into arts and crafts and creativity that was kind of a hobby for you while you were getting your degree in communications, I guess. Definitely. Something. And okay. you know, I was working customer service jobs a lot, like anything from a cashier to a bank teller, mm -hmm. um, which was great. You know, with the communications degree, I was maybe working in my field per se. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt like uh, I had, you know, some talents that weren't being utilized and decided to go um, after I graduated to get a graphic design degree from the Art Institute. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I... Yeah, I kind of got into graphic and web design and then got into the print industry. And that's where I was um, when I came up with this business idea. So now I'm now I'm doing that. I'm looking at your I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile. So you were at Circle Graphics in Longmont. I was. Yeah. And you were working there. Um, now, before we get before we go down that road, hold, let me ask you this. Are you married? Kids? What's the family life like, like right now? 
Yeah, I am married. Um, my husband also is a small business owner. Uh, oh. We've lived, yeah, we lived in Milliken for about 10 years. No kids, but we do have two dogs. I know everyone kind of follows that with it. We have two dogs, but they are our, our children. Well, so you're both entrepreneurs. Yes, we are, which, oh. yeah. Oh, wow, that can be that can be exciting and stressful. All Absolutely, the same time. especially because we're both working from home now all the time, you know, more than usual. <laughs> so it's, it's a balancing act for sure, but it's been Do you really share an like? Do you have your own little room, your own little office? Does he have his own little space? <laughs> we're taking this over. Um, he does wood door restoration, so his life ah. is kind of in the garage in his shop. So oh, he does gotcha. So his work down there. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's pretty cool. I respect the fact that you're both entrepreneurs. They do either one of you. Well, does he have employees? Before we get into your stuff, does he have employees? You know, he he has in the past, but not currently. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So you both are. All right. So anyway, you're at Circle Graphics. You're doing your thing. You're you're there. Tell me what happens. Walk us into this. How did this start? Were you a vegetarian from birth, or just walk <laughs> us walk us through this transition? Yeah, coming coming from an outdoorsy family, I was not a vegetarian by right? birth. Right. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was started in 2017. I went plant based. Um, you know, it it was a lot of a lot of things went into it. Uh, the movie Oakjaw on Netflix. Not sure if you're familiar. I, I'm it was not. Sort of a a turning point. It's a it's a fictitious story about, you know, kind of a, a world where we're breeding these super pigs and they're, um, you know, they're, it kind of follows the life of one of them. Oh, and there's, you know, a little girl involved and their, their friendship. And, you know, it, it had all the elements of, <laughs> of a tearjerker, but also, oh. you know, a somewhat not, not so far fetched, um, storyline gotcha. in my, in my, opinion and you know you know living in johnstown we are surrounded by a lot of agricultural big time. Um, operations a lot of feedlots and mm -hmm. so yep. i pass about five you know a day at least and it was right. sort of a combination of just okay you know i'll give this a try let's see how it goes you know my husband did not go plant-based i will i will uh i will put that out there too so i added another wrench in that in that uh, balance but you, you know super supportive um you know, I was actually working at at CSU at the time where I actually came up with Crummies. I'd left I'd left Circle Graphics and was okay. at, at Colorado State University working in their print shop, okay. which was a great experience. Um, but you know, once you get a spark or an idea, mm -hmm. you know, you really, really um, you do yourself a huge favor by by following through with it. So I'm happy to say that I'm doing this full time now. And it's, so, it's so you left, you quit your job at CSU. I did. I did in Ooh. February, Ooh. February of last year. So either the best timing or the worst timing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I think it's the best. But <laughs> wow, you quit your job at CSU to to pursue your your dreams with crummies, and then right. um, thirty days later, COVID hit. <laughs> Thank you. It was a uh, yeah, super. Uh, you know, just like what? You know, oh. okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh. We well, you, you had there had to be some moments in March and April where you're like, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, yeah. There's this, still uh... moments, Steve. There's still moments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh you're calling you're calling csu you're like never mind right I, right I, uh, I, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was uh you know you certainly i certainly had to go full force like you know i knew i knew what i was doing you know i'd probably look back and be like maybe this wasn't the best decision <laughs> but you know that's that's an entrepreneurship journey and i'll, I'll take well it. how did it well, all right so you're at csu are you like looking? Are you not happy with the food you're finding? Are you starting to make your own? How to walk us through that part? How does that right. happen? 
so we, um, when I went plant-based, my husband didn't, we were really struggling with nightly meals and okay. especially uh, Taco Tuesday was a huge deal in our house yep. and okay. it still is. And it, uh, we were looking at some of the meatless crumble options at the grocery store and just really wasn't super impressed with the ingredient list, um, mm. really chemically focused, a lot of things I didn't recognize. I was like, well, why am I trading you know, beef, one ingredient for 20 in some cases, and it just didn't, um, didn't make sense. And uh, I wasn't looking for something that bled like meat or, you know, looked like meat. I just wanted that, that versatility. And so okay. we decided to go forward and come up with our own and crummies is seven simple ingredients from the land, not the lab. That's what I like to say. Um, you were, you can recognize all of our ingredients and just, super delicious so are you kind of a cook uh, or were you guys like either one of you guys like chef type you know like hey I, you know did you have a lot of experience in getting all these ingredients and like putting something together you know um my husband did most of the cooking back then now now the kitchen's kind of my domain and okay. i have uh, taken that over but no the uh the learning curve to become a uh, food producer um <laughs> in this industry was was a, a huge a huge undertaking I was lucky enough to have a lot of mentors and friends um, that were that were already in the food industry that kind of helped me navigate the licensing and facilities and all that, um, which has been super, super helpful. What really happened at first? Were you just making it for you? Did, were you thinking, I'm going to make this for me? Or, or And then it turned into, hey, maybe I can sell this? Or, yeah. or were you thinking, I can sell this from the very beginning? No, um, from from the start, we were just making batches, um, throwing them in the freezer and pulling them out, you know, every Tuesday or whenever okay. we wanted to make spaghetti or anything. Okay. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously a growing um, market for plant-based mm -hmm. meat alternatives, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that that was hard to ignore. Um, so we were just like, hey, you know, why not? Why not? You know, this local girl from Milliken could could sell this, and so right. I just decided to sign up for the Greeley farmers market in our okay. early early stages and and just went out there sold out my first market it was really uh, yeah it really? was super super positive feedback and how much was, was that of... booth how much was that <laughs> how much was that booth in the first market i'm just curious was that like 800 yeah. what was that no no um Greeley Greeley is about um, a couple hundred for the whole okay season. All right, so you all right, sign right, up right. for the whole season how many packs of how many like did you have them in packages yeah, I had it in Ziploc bags at that point. And it was, uh, I had 40 pounds on me and was just like, let's just see how it goes. And, and sold them all. Sold them all. And really oh, wow. got, uh, you know, in, in Greeley, it's a huge, agri you know, huge meat eating uh, yeah. county. As Absolutely. You can, yeah. Imagine. I mean, well, well, county has probably right. got more meat eaters in it than, you know, in, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of navigating a lot of that, um, a lot of the opinions and, and attitudes towards, <laughs> towards me. But, you know, I, I always will thank Greeley Farmer's Market for getting, about that? getting so us our start. Sold out. Were you like, you guys, I came home, you're like, holy cow, we have I, something here. I came home that day and wanted to quit my job. But, you know, I had, a, I had you know, my family just like, okay, hold on. Like, hold you know, it, calm down. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. So I did. That was back in um, May of 2019. So I did okay. wait until till uh, february well then what did you do next did you start going on social media uh, how'd you start selling it did you did you like okay we got to get a website up we got to get our social media what'd you right. do well luckily with my graphic design and web design background i was able to throw a website up um because gotcha. you know i think i think a lot of folks you know facebook and social outlets are great but it really it's really important to have like a uh, face uh, a website kind of your main mm -hmm. storefront mm -hmm. um it was not a storefront at first i wasn't selling online 
until COVID COVID hit. I I wasn't sure if people were going to want me to come to their house and deliver this stuff, which mm-hmm. is kind of kind of the norm right now. And I was I feel a little foolish that I didn't do this from the beginning. Um, but now you can order crummies online as well as a. Uh, uh, vegan tamales that we started making what? Which has okay. been amazing those those started this year because we couldn't sample and oh. i decided i had to give some you know my customers something they could take home and eat right away um to try our product so we started making them into vegan tamales so you're selling on you're selling direct to the consumer they can order yes. it they can order it off your website are you mm-hmm. selling on amazon yet or no oh no it is frozen so the uh the Let's chill see. chain as they call it um, has been a little, a little difficult, difficult oh, okay. to navigate. Okay. I am shipping it personally. Um, I actually okay. got involved with the uh, Colorado Department of Agriculture, who's working with small businesses to help them with UPS rates. I see. So I was able to do that. And now I can ship, um, you know, on unlimited means, but otherwise I just deliver it to your door. You know, if you're I- in Northern Colorado, I just, I deliver it to your door. It's cheaper for you to personally get in your car and deliver it right now than it is to go through UPS. You know, it is. And I hope, I hope that changes or I, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. constantly looking to innovate that and network and find better ways to do this. Cause yeah, yeah. I want it to be affordable for my customers as well. Now your margins are obviously a lot better if you sell directly on your website, but, and that helps with the cost of the delivery. But, but let me go back. Did you first sell wholesale and, and who was your first customer? Hayes market in Johnstown? Yes, yeah, so the Hayes Market was our first wholesale account. We're at the Johnstown and Berthoud locations. Um, huge, huge thank you to the Hayes brothers. They really, uh, you know, they really gave us gave us our first our first grocery placement, which was huge, and it felt amazing. And it's kind of one of those, you know, big milestones in somebody's small business journey. Like once you can get into, you know, you see your stuff on the grocery shelf, it's it's super super satisfying. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about, let's, can, let's go a little deeper into that specific story just for a minute. Cause we'll have to ping that, the, the Hayes family and let them know we talked about yes. them on the Riderflex podcast. Um, talk to me for a minute. So you, you got this stuff and, and you and your husband are talking and you're like, all right, I think I'm going to, I think what we're going to do is I'm going to pitch this to Hayes. Walk us through that pitch. I want to, I want to yeah. just visualize <laughs> you calling them and then going down there taking it and they're tasting it. Walk, walk me through how that. Right. Went. So it was, a, it was an email at first. So, it, okay. so yeah. Did you I, know, I, did you, did you have a contact that they no, know you? No, okay. I just, right. I just right. kind of went uh, kind of cold, cold calling. In, so in that email. Sense. All right. Yeah. All right. So I just decided, um, Hey, I'm going to hit them up. I'm going to tell them about my product, see if I can get a meeting. And um, I did. And Ryan so, and I somebody met. responded to your email. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause wow. they, I mean, you know, you know, Hayes, but they're really supportive of local products and, gotcha. you know, as, as, as they should be. So it's really, mm. it's really a nice thing, but met with them and who'd you meet you know, with? Who'd you meet um, with? Ryan, Ryan Hayes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he, you know, talked to me a little bit about what I was doing. He also gave me a lot of pointers on, on uh, how I was, how I was doing this. So it was really a, really a pitch, but also um, just kind of a nice meeting to, how about to kind that? of, talk to somebody in the grocery industry who could kind of give me some pointers. So we, you know, we communicated for a few months and finally, you know, it was ready. So, Oh, so it took a couple of months to get it on the shelf. It did. It did. Um, you know, shelf life testing for a frozen product is done Uh, in real time. Not, uh, they can't, um, accelerate that. Mm. So I did have to go through some shelf life testing, which was going to be necessary for other grocery stores. So it was just, 
it's something I'd never even thought of, but I'm glad that he told me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, uh, don't you have to be like cleared through the FDA or don't, don't you have to like, well, what are all the rules around food production? And yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you, you don't have a commercial kitchen yet. Do you? Or you, I do. Yeah. Oh, I work do. out of, I do okay. work out of a commercial kitchen in Platteville. Um, but, it's owned by one of my mentors. Uh, she uh, owns her own catering company uh, and she built a beautiful commercial kitchen on her house. And it's just, it's like my second home. But those first shipments to Hayes, were you already in the commercial kitchen or were you doing those from your house? Yeah, you ha you have to be out of a commercial okay. kitchen in order to be licensed. Through That's the what I thought. Okay. Yep. And you. then um, it was an additional license through the state to be able to wholesale. When you met with the Hayes boys, did, were they like, hey, man, you can't, we'd love to buy your product, but you can't make this in your kitchen. Like, you got to go through. <laughs> Is that how that worked? Yeah, a lot, a lot of people, their first question is, where are you making this? There's, <laughs> there's a lot of regulations. Um, we yeah. are not a meat or dairy um, product. So obviously there's there's added regulations on on those where we're just veggies. So uh, that was easy, easy enough to navigate. But you definitely want to have your compliance and licensing um, in place before you try and, you know, branch out because... So Which you're necessary. So your biggest cash outlay when you're doing this startup, besides the risk of quitting your job and losing Thank that income. Thank you. Yes. Your your biggest cash outlay was the lease of the commercial kitchen and any licensing type FDA stuff. Is that right? Or, or what am I or am I missing? Yeah, I would else? say I would say licensing and then the lease. Like okay. the licensing is definitely because you have to go through um courses as well to ah. get to get your license. So it, it's a big time and financial commitment, but you know, you have to have it. And you had got, you guys had some cash set aside to do all this or did you borrow some cash? What'd you, <laughs> how, how'd you, how'd you get, how'd you yeah. make it financially? Yeah. Um, we, we really were, um, you know, trying, trying to find the, the most cost-effective way to do this. So it was self-funded from the start. Yep. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. And, and is it still that way you guys bootstrapped it? Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, we, we, are not quite, um, not quite there looking for investors, but it's it's on the horizon. So getting closer, huh? Yeah, we're 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 excited, and I wanted to have a few years of numbers to present. Yep. Um, once I once I was ready for that, so we're we're getting there. Hey man, it's not like you. It's a it's a hell of a lot different when you when you say, hey, my proof of concept is already there. It's on the shelf. I actually have people buying the product. I have reviews. I have followers. Right, right. You know, it's in several different grocery chains. And by the way, I don't have any debt because I bootstrapped this thing from the beginning and I haven't taken on any cash. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a lot more attractive for a potential investor than you just going in on it with a PowerPoint hey, saying yeah. I have an idea. You <laughs> Listen know. to me. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, you know, what it you know, to say it's cutthroat is um, a bit of an understatement. There's you know, there's a lot of there's a lot oh, of um, yeah. potential of investors out there, but there's also a lot of small startups that have great mm -hmm. potential and so you know you're mm -hmm. kind of running you're running with a pack of you know people mm -hmm. that are doing you know similar things to you are um to what you're doing and just just trying to stand well out. you know having those relationships with those people is Absolutely. a good thing because who, who knows i mean maybe you, there's three other people and they're making product that's not exactly like yours but it's meatless or whatever and right. Maybe you combine forces someday. For, yeah. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, Collaboration that, is, is key. And yeah. I, yeah. I uh, you know, COVID, it, it sort of forced me to get online a lot, mm -hmm. go to web, listen to webinars, join networking mm -hmm. groups mm -hmm. um, that have been, you know, instrumental. It's been really I, I would encourage you to talk to as many competitors as you possibly can, because you just Absolutely. never know. 
First I of know. all, it's it's amazing to me. Entrepreneurs in general are very warm, sharing, giving people. I mean, even if you're a competitor, it's like you just talk to each other because right. you know the struggle, right? You know the life. And so you, you, you can relate to the other person. So you just want to be friendly to them. You want to offer yeah. advice. Yeah, I, I think I think you, you really said it right there. I mean, part of part of being, a, you know, an entrepreneur and successful is being able to have those conversations, being able to talk about your business to anybody, anytime, you know, you have your have your one sentence pitch, you know, just just have it on hand yep. and just, you know, have those conversations. You never know what's going to come out of them. You never know. I right. mean, uh, and, and, you know, you can't follow everybody's got advice for entrepreneurs, right? Oh, you should yeah. do this. You should do that. You know, it's constant. <laughs> right. But, uh, and you can't follow all of it, but you know, if you listen closely enough out of the hundred pieces of advice you get, there might be two or three in there that yeah. are pretty good that you might want to implement. Right. Just, you just like never in know. life. Yeah. Just like in life, you know, you can just, <laughs> just take, take what you want and, you know, run with it. I always love it when people, you know, they, they'll talk to me about rider flex and our recruiting firm. They're like, Oh, you guys should, Try this, you, you should try do. that, and, I, and yeah. I'm just super nice. I'm always just like, oh, that's you. Oh, thank you so much for your feedback. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> and I will, I will say there has been there has been a ton of a ton of great ideas that I I do have on a list that right. are, I always look back to. Like, hey, remember that com- you know, remember yeah. that idea? Maybe I should work on that. Well, from a cash perspective, you just can't chase them all, too, right? I no, mean, not, um, you know, and and on that on that note, this term pivot came up a lot yeah. during the. Uh, you know, pandemic, but I, I like to say that I oscillate so I can okay. always come back to a good right. idea. But, you know, you're always like constantly oh, I like looking. That. Yeah. I like that. I like so, that. Uh, and you, you never want to leave something on the table. Though. You already did pivot a little bit. You started delivering direct to the consumer. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then you were like, wait a minute, my margins are double versus selling to a grocery store. This That's, is so cool. Yeah, minus, your delivery, minus your delivery cost. Well, and I wasn't, um, I, you know, there was a point where I didn't know if the farmer's markets were going to continue. I didn't Mm -hmm. know if the grocery stores were going to stay open. You know, there was so much uncertainty going on. Luckily, I was able to have a a summer farmer's market season and continue to work on my retail placements. And now we're in five, five grocery stores. Yeah, Tell us, yeah. Tell us the stores you're at real quick and the towns those are in. And then let's also the website um i just want to make sure i get the url correct right want to make sure let's let's guide people to the right place yeah. so it's coloradocrummies.com got it coloradocrummies.com and you can also find them on facebook and instagram mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and what grocery stores can you find them in yeah so we're at uh, hayes market in johnstown and berthed we're at the alfalfas in longmont um, we're part of a it's called nude foods out of boulder they do zero waste uh grocery delivery so we are we are sold through them as well, and then there's the Mountain Avenue Market in Fort Collins. So the formerly the Fort Collins Food Co-op. But did you open all those accounts yourself? It was you knocking on those doors, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. And really, I will tell you this: um, if you go on these stores' websites or a lot of these big chains, um, they will send you through a lot of application processes online, right. um, which is fine. But there is nothing that beats a face-to-face meeting with the manager of the right. grocery store. So I would, I would say, encourage everyone to just show up at those grocery stores with a sample, you know, packaged very nicely and a bunch of your information and get their information so you can follow up. Yep. You, you hustled, you hustled and opened right. those doors. I'm you, always hustling. I'm always hustling. You got to be a hustler to be an <laughs> entrepreneur, right? And you are so really- true. You weren't really a traditional salesperson. So learning, learning how to have the sales skills to be able to open these doors and get these contracts signed or these agreements signed, that was a big deal for you. 
it was. And you know, that will, that kind of leads, um, I mean, it's something I wanted to talk about was I was lucky enough to be part of a, um, entrepreneurship accelerator program ah. in my early, my early, early stages. And it was called E for all out of Longmont, Colorado. I actually mm. met Harris at a farmer's market booth. He was, he was right next to me and we decided, you know, we just got talking. He told me about the program. At that point, I didn't even know if I considered myself an entrepreneur. I wasn't really sure if I qualified, you know, even though I was out there selling a product that I created and running a business that I owned, it was um, a strange term to refer to myself as. So um, this accelerator program really provided a discipline and structure into my business, Mm -hmm. as well as countless contacts and mentors that I still communicate with, you know, monthly. And it's just been very, very great. Very. What's great. the What's the website for the accelerator? Yeah, eforall.org. Um, eforall.org. So, yep, okay, very good. We'll give them a little shout out on. Yeah, they are based out of uh, Massachusetts, but they have they're they're starting their third um, accelerator program in Longmont, so they're they're starting that? to grow here as well. How about that? Okay, very good. So, what has been the toughest for you so far? Is, is what's been the what's been the hardest? Is it was it developing the product? Was it opening the doors for the, for the grocery stores? Was it surviving the, the lack of cash after you quit your job? What's been, what's been the hardest thing for you? Um, the, uh, t- I guess taking, taking it too personally, you know, this is ah. my, this mm-hmm. is my, um, you know, my creation, my business. It's, mm-hmm. it's really taking up a lot of my um, life space, if you will, mm-hmm. but to, um, to take those criticisms kind of with a grain of salt, if you will, like, don't let him, don't let him ruin your whole day, but, but find, find a learning opportunity there, which sounds super cliche and a lot easier said than done, but I'm, I'm still learning to do that. So I think that was, that was probably the, the biggest um, struggle is just the, the mental health aspect of being an entrepreneur, as well as just sort of, you know, taking everything someone else's opinion and not 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 gospel it is you know you're just so passionate about it right i mean you, right. you've, you've poured your whole life into it yes. and so uh much more than anybody can realize like if you haven't been an entrepreneur and started your own business it's really hard for stephanie and i to describe to you the the amount of emotion that goes into creating a business right and, you know, it's really easy for somebody to go on Facebook or social media and say, oh, yeah, this sucks. Or why didn't you, aren't you doing this or whatever? Um, it's so easy for them to do that when they haven't killed themselves, you know, to to get it going. Right. Um, right. But you're right. You do have to learn. I was just I was just listening to uh, Joe Rogan talk about this with one of his guests on his podcast. And Rogan was saying, he's like, you know, I just don't look at the comments anymore. He's like, I just can't. He's like, I just can't. He goes, I you know, I, I have a product, I have followers. He goes, if I get caught up, if I get caught up in, in trying to respond to anything negative and letting that affect me, it just brings me down. And so I just gotta, I just gotta keep moving forward. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's always going to be a roller coaster, like yes. ride those highs, you know, and just, just don't even worry about the lows because they're going to pass. And yeah. And, going, and, and if you're popular enough, you're going to have people that like you and don't like you. Right. That's part, it's, that's part it's of a it. Compliment. Yeah. It's part of it. Hey, if you're getting if you're getting people talking about your product, that's a win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a win. So your family, I wanted to ask you about this. 
are they they're all still meat eaters right like your parents you you i mean they're all yeah, like yes they are they've been you know obviously super super supportive i'm sure there's a lot of sidecar conversations after i leave the the dinner table thanksgiving's been interesting all right um, yeah yeah you when, know but yeah and i i will say this all my in-laws are from wisconsin which is like Weld County times hundred. Uh, um, right. They, you know, super, super supportive. Um, and really, those the conversations you have with folks about a new way of eating or a new lifestyle that you've chosen is are also super important to have because you're also you're you know you're educating your family about your choices and something they may have not thought about either. So again, have those conversations and can go. You, can you speak to it? Like if you get like a meat eater that wants to debate you on, on, you know, meat versus veggie and the yeah. health, can, can you, I mean, are you, have you learned enough now to where you can hold your ground? Versus I absolutely, you know, not through comments on social media. Cause I have stopped, I have yeah. stopped doing that. And I don't, yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, you know, have something turn, you know, yeah. from a constructive, a constructive conversation to a, you know, name calling match, yeah. which yeah. is hard to yeah. resist sometimes when <laughs> you read some of this stuff. But I think I just, like you said, just need to, you know, at the end of the day, this is my, this is my brainchild and I, yeah. I am doing it. I love it. I feel passionate about what I'm doing and enough people are around me to support. Hey, hey and if you got enough people that are also passionate right. about it, buying your product, then hey. There it is, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't win them all. So. You can't win them all, and it's not—it's not like you're out there bashing. The one thing I love about no. you so far, and the one thing I like like about your product, it's not like you're you're uh, bashing the people that do want to eat meat. You're no. not spending time saying, "Hey, you're wrong." You're just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this, and if you want to partake in my my product, cool, right?" Right. And I would just say, you know, have an open mind, like you know, ask the questions, be curious, try something new. If, if it's not your, you know, not your cup of tea, don't, don't worry about it. Move on to the next. It's not, you know, it's not something that I feel like has to be browbeaten on everybody. Right. I, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, very good. Okay. So towards the uh, back end, I like to ask, you know, a couple of kind of wrap up questions here. Um, if you could, call the young lady coming out of unc how old were you when you graduated you, what, were you, what were you like 21 22 oh uh, yeah no it, it took me seven years to get my bachelor's oh, yeah. but so yeah so i was what, what would that make me uh 25 yeah 25 okay it's too much partying for you uh, yeah totally. sorry <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of people go to college for seven years right yeah right 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 They're I mean, called yeah, doctors. It, was good, it, was, it was a good time wasn't it <laughs> yeah it was it was but you know all, all all part of the all part of the experience and i you know if i could go back i may have told myself to study harder i may oh. have told myself to to start my own business a lot sooner um because i i knew that i had i had passion and drive and i was just putting that into somebody else's pocket essentially they were they were getting my um you know my my talents and my drive into their own company when I could have been building my own. But. You know, I say something similar. People will say, uh, they'll say, well, why'd you start your own business? You know, why start RiderFlex? And, I, and I'll say, you know, listen, here's the deal. I spent most of my life making other people rich. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. beautiful. It's, and and it's so true. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't if I can, you know, if everything, if everything goes well. Um, you know, I already have a couple other ideas that are- Ooh 
brewing. So, and you know, that's also part of being a, an entrepreneur. That's really cool. Is you're like, Hey, I can't wait till my next, you know, my right. next idea. And the ball just keeps rolling. Once you've tasted being an entrepreneur and you got a business going that actually produces revenue and, and you're like putting checks in the bank. As soon as that happens, you're like, Oh wow. This yeah. is like a drug. You're just like, oh, bitter at all. Wow, I gotta have, I gotta, I need yeah. more of that. <laughs> so good. Uh, well, I'm happy for, I'm happy for you. I, you Thank know, you. you're local, which I love. I, I have now what aisle do I find this product on Where do I find it in Hayes? Cause I'm, I, I mean, Hayes is like two blocks from my house. I, so I, I, I go over there all the time. Where, where, where do I find it? So it's in the frozen section. Um, okay. You know, you've got your, got your butcher, you've got your meat sections. And then we're on the, the vegetarian entrees. Oh, frozen I section. See. Yeah. So any, any grocery store will have us in the frozen, um, usually by other meat alternatives that will remain nameless, but you, you know who they are. Do you go, do you go in and you're like looking at your your shelf positioning and you go, you know, Hey, how come I'm not uh, right here? Yeah. You have to be a little strategic about it. Um, the packaging alone took us, you know, three months to decide on, Mm. you know, to find something affordable as well as impactful. Gotcha. Well, I'm, Hey, I'm happy for you. Congratulations on what you've built. Really. Thank you very much. Stephanie, thank you for being on the Rider Flex podcast. Yes, thank you for your time, Steve. ColoradoCrummies.com. I love Got it. Got it. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button. The Rider Flex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviewing. You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get information and pricing on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.